Welcome back to The Lockout, episode 19, and Musical Chairs continues as we got Kat Sasso on the couch today. Howdy. Happy Welcome, Kat. What's happening? Uh, we've got a bit more of an even couch this week. I've heard that Kat is a Lewis Hamilton fan. Is that correct? I sure am. I'm so disappointed. Lewis Hamilton fan. Look at my lock screen. Oh, it's off. Is this <laughs> his horrible outfit from this no, weekend? No, this was a good outfit. How are you going to sit there and say it was a horrible outfit? This was a good one. Because he was wearing a balaclava made of flowers, that's why. Yeah, okay, fair enough. There are some very questionable fashion choices. However, I personally like to think of it as art. Okay. Expression. Art is subjective. Yeah, so but that was objectively like shit. it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's already started, like two seconds in. He's on fire yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you don't put another Fro fan with a Fro fan. He he has got it's someone like else to talk about. Fighting. Yeah, We're going to get yeah. into a punch on. 100%. We'll see so, where did your Lewis love come from other than his outfits? Like <laughs> other than his outfits? I don't know. I, I didn't, I've only been kind of into F1 since maybe towards the end of last, last season. Yeah. And I think as all my friends, we've got a group chat and there's girls from literally everywhere. It was initially a football group chat, but it's turned into football F1 hybrid. Right. Okay. And so, anything goes. Anything goes. Yeah. But majority of them are Lewis girls. And okay. I kind of just jumped on that train, which I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I could. We could call you all these different names, like a bandwagoner and all this. We but could, we'll however, considering this season, do you really think I am a bandwagoner? That's true. That's yeah, a fair, fair point. Fair. You could have easily jumped ship. Hundred percent, I could have. Someone else like Max, but you haven't. You stuck to your guns. Yeah, I'm not so. a fan of Max. Don't yeah. hate him. That comes with liking Lewis. You don't. That's like very Max. true. Yeah, Vice you can only pick one. Yeah. What uh, What did you guys think of the race on the weekend? It was Pain. a good start. I thought it was quite boring towards the end. It but was pain. Another painful weekend yep. for yep. the Ferrari fans. Another weekend. We just like... I feel so bad for Charles, man. It honestly. It was not good. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's beyond the point of incompetency from Ferrari and the car and, and the strategy. It's like he's just getting like purely bad luck as well now. It's modern art, actually. Yeah. They're, they're creative. They're coming up with it's, something new every week. The decline has been so spectacular. I'm almost amazed, like in awe of how bad it's been. <laughs> Yeah. It's just crazy because it's like there's more effort being put into them being absolutely shit than actually doing a good job. Like it's easier for them to actually do a good job than what they're doing right now. Yep. They're making it harder for themselves. 100%. I'm convinced that whoever's behind that strategy board is just button mashing every time he has to come in and it's like... No, nah, 100%. Whatever goes, goes. Mm. Um, will this ever change? Question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You'd hope so. Yeah, look, I feel like Ferrari's kind of been out of the loop for a little while in terms of competing for a championship. So they don't have, I guess, that experience right now compared to Red Bull who have been, you know, battling with Mercedes for years now. Mm. So it's like... You can't cut them slack yeah. though. They have everything No, I'm in not cutting favor. them slack. I'm you bitterly disappointed. I'm so angry at them. Yeah, and yeah. Charles is in a run of bad luck, you know, this weekend when he got the visor stuck in his right front brake duct. Ridiculous, from Apparently right? a stroll. Everyone's saying it was Max... I've heard How things that How does that, that even happen? Because uh, wasn't there a couple races ago where there was literally a bag stuck in Carlos's car? A bag? Yeah. Like a, like a plastic bag. bag? Like a plastic bag, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was, it was what like Lewis Hamilton was wearing to the track. Okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't we, That was not necessary. We, did, we don't need to bring <laughs> bring that up. It could have been his merch, though. Yeah. If there's one thing that I'll say, the, the, the fluoro yellow merch is just not for me. No good. Mm. But so, you know how they peel off the visor, right? Yeah. They got all the peels. Came off. Strolls apparently got in the brake duct and it caused temperature issues, which yeah. ended up leading to the reason he got that five second penalty at the end of the race 
for speeding in the pit lane because apparently the the sensor was melted. Yeah, yeah, the sensor was melted and then it made him speed. Yeah. Um, that well, it said he was going. It didn't than even he was. know why he got that five-second penalty as well. I was watching a video this morning, yeah. and a French um, interviewer was like asking him, "They're like, do you know what happened?" He's like, "I actually had no idea what was going on until after the fact. Like, he had no idea what was happening. I mean, Ferrari in general, entire race, no one had any idea what was going yeah, on. No. no one at Ferrari knows what's Which going on. At they're just there to have fun. Any point really? in the race. Yeah. <laughs> is it fun though? No. It's all yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's just a clown show. That's yeah. All it is, yeah. Um, yeah, the visor thing, the the tearaways, it's it's been an ongoing issue. Um, it's caused a few stoppages in the past. I mean, we've seen drivers like um, Fernando, uh, early, like early 2015, um, and I think Kimi as well in 2013, um, actually retire from races because of uh, a tearaway from the visor of the car in front of them getting stuck in their car and causing an overheating issue with their brakes, yeah. um, which has led to a failure and them having to abandon their race, which is, which is terrible. But at the same time, it's like, what's, what's the, how solution. do you fix that? Yeah, yeah what's the solution? It's, a hard like? solution. it's interesting because Crofty made a comment during the broadcast and he said, you know, in the past, it obviously was an issue with Raikkonen and whatnot, but yeah. it may have not been as much of an issue as it is now because of the new airflow under the cars Especially right? it's now, sort yeah. of it the way the air flows now under these new cars leads to it sort of going the direction of brake ducts more so than ever yeah definitely right. all the air's guided into cooling and and um yeah the way the air flows around the car these days it's it's way more i guess pronounced um yeah. i'm just on one hand i'm glad it wasn't anything more serious than what it was but at the same time it was like three laps into the race and he's already in the pits yeah, mm. and it's so frustrating to see because it's like that's not even something they can have any control over. It's just yeah. bad luck. I've actually, I just thought of this right now. I've got a solution. Go on. Right? Instead of getting little plastic bits to peel off your visor when mm. your thing gets dirty, right? You either have to hack it and just sort of see through all the shit and dust on your on your visor or you have the option to take your helmet off and throw it behind you like in <laughs> Mario Kart. Oh, my God. Like a banana. <laughs> and if you come in for a pit, you can get a new helmet. Wow. Um, Adds to a bit of a danger element in F1. Where'd you get that idea from? The Ferrari yeah. strategy team? <laughs> uh, no, just straight from my brain, which is probably equivalent to, yeah, the, pretty much. to the smartness of the Ferrari strategy team. Clowns. But yeah, I reckon it'd be a bit of fun. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, it's obviously driver safety is the number one priority. So they're never yeah. going to get rid of the tearaways because it gets rid of dust and oil and anything else. there's a better else. way to kind of get rid of them. There has to be. Like, Have it been in the car or something? I don't know, but surely there's a way that you can just like safely get rid why, of it. Why can't they just put it in the car with them? I don't get that. I guess just to tear it away, it's like one quick motion, right? Like you're ripping from left to right to or right to left down. and you're just sending it behind you. They send you yeah. Your hand goes straight back on the steering wheel. Um, yeah, but is to it go through that motion of like taking it off, going down, putting your head down, looking for a bin... <laughs> and it's just going to fly out anyway, right? <laughs> looking for a bin. Yeah. Looking for a bin. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Or you have to sit on it for the whole race. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, but that's better than, you know, screwing up someone else's race. Yeah, but also yeah. I guess it doesn't really matter to the person who's ripped it off. Yeah. True. The aim I of the game is just... If yeah. anything, it's better for them. Yeah. The aim of the game is just be at the front. Yeah. And you won't have a problem. But this is the problem is like, we, as we saw Max go from like P14 to winning, we yeah. don't want the top teams getting a better better lead anyway. We don't want that, so... If they're throwing off their visors and destroying all the midfield cars, that's even worse for the yeah. sport. But I don't know. Maybe we can come up with a, a solution. That's the million-dollar idea. If yeah. anyone can figure out 
how to stop visors. Well, my idea is still <laughs> yeah. the best idea I've heard <laughs> so far. So we're, we're so far, we're going with that. Um, I think the storyline from the weekend was just the usual suspects. Uh, mm. My first usual suspect is Martin Brundle, who we saw do an brilliant. epic grid walk uh, pre-race. Absolutely brilliant. And I'm upset I missed it. I know. you got to tune yeah. in at least 45 minutes I did beforehand. see snippets of it on Twitter and it was just like so chaotic. So chaotic. I love him. Yeah, he's like running after Ocon. Like it's like better than the race. It was better than the race in this case. Oh, that's tough. Well, that's the first five <laughs> minutes of it anyway. Yeah. But my favourite was when um, he's trying to interview Alonso and Alonso always does this. He just ignores he him. He pies everyone. And he goes literally just on live TV. He's like, you know, Alonso's doing a great job of pretending to be deaf. <laughs> you know, just absolutely roasts him. Um, the and whole, then the sunglasses thing. The whole gla- the saga with the sunnies. Yeah. That so he finds the sunglasses. He's trying to work out whose sunnies they are. And then during the race... He's like brings up in the commentary of the race. Yeah. Was it when Lewis came when on? When Lewis, um, yeah, DNF'd. When he was and walking and he was just walking by himself. Walking that oh, lonely yeah. road. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that shot of him just walking down the gravel road. That looked like it was staged. I know, just right. It was like the walk of shame. I just don't understand hmm. how they were like, yeah, it's going to be a massive walk back to the pits. And I'm like, how do you not have Someone to pick you up, right? Yeah, yeah. some mode there. of transport. You paid millions of dollars a year. And, and he has to like thug it out and walk all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there was obviously soon after that we had the whole Lewis um, and Alonso sort of debacle. The, Alonso uh, is a king. Beef. Alonso is an a absolute savage king. and a king. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Obviously, you stopped watching the race. After I mean, that. in I love Lewis, but it was stupid on his part. Yeah. And I think the beef was entirely justified. I yeah. personally think Alonso is hilarious. Like he just says things how it is, and it's so funny because people get so pissed off. And he just doesn't care. He's Especially like, in the right. heat of the moment, right? Like someone's just barged into you it's mid-corner. It's so funny. Of course he's going to be angry, but just the way he says things. <laughs> the accent like, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it adds to Destroys it. Destroys me. Mm. And he did bite the bullet and just sort of cop it on the chin. Yeah, and, 100%. And, and like in that situation, you kind of have to because there's literally no way that you can sit there and say that it was not his fault. Yeah, yeah. he completely closed the door on yeah. him and, and that was it. And um, cre- credit where credit's due, Lewis actually owned up to it, which I think... It's something we may not have seen from him in the past, but it's it's nice to see maybe he's turning a new leaf there. And mm. uh, I sort think of owning general, up to his a lot mistakes. of the time, <laughs> yeah. you don't really see drivers owning up to the mistakes that they've made. Yeah. Yeah, they're always on and the And when they do, regardless of who it is, it's always refreshing to see. Yeah. Because there's always that element of they're always on the defensive. So yeah. they're always trying to be like, no, it wasn't me, it was him. It's and that competitive well, no, it edge. Was, it was you. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, I, I sort of reread the interview with Hamilton after and... I loved his little bit he threw in at the end because he, he was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk to him about it. You know, mm. he's in the heat of the moment, whatever. He didn't take any bait either. He didn't, but he he did say he said it's better that it's out in the open, and I know how he feels now about me. So that's how most of the world feels about him, though. Mm. But oh. Unless you're a Lewis fan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Get off it, alright. <laughs> Have some respect, seriously. Uh, the other thing, obviously, Red Bull. We we touched on it earlier. Just absolutely masterclass from Verstappen again. Smashing it. That was one of the most dominant displays. That was crazy. Just insane. I'm not a massive fan of Max as a person, but as a driver, it's crazy. Like, obviously, sometimes he can do stupid shit and I'm just like, what are you doing? But even as a Lewis fan, I can appreciate how good of a driver he is and how skilled he is. completely faultless all weekend. What would you put that down to? Because some people were sort of saying that there's some fishy things going on with the the car itself. You know, obviously Max has a lot of talent, but 
maybe it takes more than just talent to go from P14 that easily. Like, he didn't even yeah. have to fight anyone. He literally 100%. just, like he literally breezed, just past breezed past every past single it. person. And I think yeah. it obviously having talent is one thing, but having a good car... Oh, absolutely. Changes everything. We also got to remember... Because you could be the best driver ever, but if you've got a shit car, like, you can't do much. 100%. Yeah. We also got to remember he started on the softs, whereas most people, if not everyone in front of him, was on the mediums. So, he would have had better grip and he's also got a significantly quicker car than everyone in front of him. So, Mm. he was going through them like it was... Like they were driving on treadmills pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm going to hit you guys with a rumor that I've heard, which... I don't even know if you can call a rumor. Apparently, it's confirmed. So, there's whispers going around. I know you're not a technical person, Kat, but I'm going to get a little bit technical. <laughs> so, Red Bull are coming out with a new chassis. Yeah. In they've said just some point before the end of the season. Um, and why? <laughs> yeah, like why what not? For? Why fix something if <laughs> it's not they're broken? They're killing it because they're making it five kilos lighter than it currently is. Oh shit! Right. Whoa. And so all the teams. I don't know if you guys remember back at the start of the season, the teams were struggling to get under like the 800 kilo. Mm. limit yeah to the point where they're stripping paint off literally yeah, yeah they're taking anything they could off um and somehow red bull have been able to find five kilos in their chassis to take off just the chassis right it's insane and i was lo- like reading up on it and turns out they've while all the teams you know like the mercedes have been talking about the floor and looking at all these ways to fix the floor and make it quicker through that yeah yeah red bull have come up with this way to differently weave the carbon so like you know when you look at carbon fiber and it's like crisscross that cross hatched mm. pattern yeah they've come up with this new pattern that is apparently lighter and can bear the same weight and it's like it's really more of a like horizontal line looking thing instead of crosses and that's, that's what saved them five kilos wow surely it would be some sort of thing that would be using less material i think so yeah like it's apparently like the same robustness but it's lighter and they've spent millions of dollars researching this and have come up with it just out of thin air. So, To be fair though, they touching back on the whole floor comment that you just made, they never had issues with... I mean, they, they haven't had any issues with the floor. No, yeah. they haven't. And there was that whole uh, technical directive that came out to change about floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because people were getting fishy about the Red Bull floor being flexy, I think. Mm. Yeah, them and Ferrari, yeah. Yeah, and Horner made a funny comment... Um, on the weekend, he he jokingly thanked Toto for the new technical directive <laughs> floor changes. He goes, on the face of it, I'll probably have to thank Toto for the technical directive. I think it's played to our strengths. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's made beef. them better, which is insane. But I guess like the fact that they can even experiment with, with new chassis design and, and the method of constructing it just goes to show how much they nailed the brief at the beginning. Mm. They haven't had to s- spend as much money as other teams in redesigning elements of their car to make them competitive now. They're already competitive. So, yeah. they're like, let's look so ahead. So, they're literally just only getting better. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. For sure. That's For sure. nuts. Um, and the other usual suspect I want to bring up is Danny Rick. Yeah. Obviously, it was confirmed, I think, last week that he's leaving McLaren. Yeah. His Instagram post. That yeah. was a tough How one. do you feel Devo. about that, Kat? I know you're not a McLaren fan. I am a Danny Rick fan. Danny Rick no, fan. yeah, absolutely. 100%. Thank I'm a Danny God. Rick girl. Till the day I die. I love him. And... McLaren, I think everyone kind of thought that the McLaren move was from the get-go like a bit random, but everyone hoped that it would work for him and it's just really sad to see the way that it's worked out. And, I mean, I personally am not a huge fan of Lando. I just feel Mm. like this... For what reasons? He just says things and it's like, why do you have to be like that for? (laughs) 
Can you give us an example? Like how he was like, oh, I have no sympathy for Daniel, blah, 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 blah. Like, do you have to say that? Did he Is say that? that? Necessary? I don't know. Yeah, he said, said it multiple times as well. He said it in the past and he said it, I think, last week. Far out. In an what interview. He was like, yeah, I don't feel sorry for him. Man. And it's like, from the get-go though, I feel there's always been a bit of favoritism for Lando. Oh yeah, he's McLaren's pet for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, I get it in the in the sense that he's a lot younger, he's got a lot more going for him in in the long run. Yeah. yeah However, yeah. it's so clear the favoritism that they have, and it's so sad. Because but I think that came from a justified point because I think when Daniel joined McLaren, he probably was a favorite, but he very quickly lost that favoritism because he was putting in poor results. And that was when Lando picked up his game and was getting some like P2, P3 finishes. Yeah, absolutely. Do so you not think like that... Also, I'm just being like a conspiracy theorist here. <laughs> do you not think that there's something weird about that as well though? What do you reckon? I just feel like it's really strange how with a lot of the other teams, there is a bit of consistency in the way that they finish the race. Whereas with McLaren, yeah. there's zero consistency. Like Lando could finish P3, but Daniel could finish P12. Yeah. Like but is that not there strange? There is an odd race that they will, they will sort of finish together i remember australia they were just yeah. neck and neck together the whole race yeah. like nothing changed or even so uh, the, the race that just happened in belgium they were like 15th and 17th or something mm. like terrible both of them yeah but um yeah I, I, I just think that that mclaren has been designed around lando's driving style for yeah. so many years now. and that's why it's really hard though because it's like yeah. once it's designed around lando like they're two different people two different drivers exactly i think going into mclaren daniel had a lot of potential yeah and it was just squashed Straight out. So, it is. It's definitely sad to see. And I think for someone as, you know, as exuberant as he is, I think, yeah, I just, it's really sad. Yeah. What would you say? So, you know how McLaren announced that they're getting rid of him Mm. before they've announced his second seat. What's the logic behind that? Like, does that mean that they've got someone else in the bag secured or would they just make this announcement first and just leave that seat free to see what pops up well i mean i think it's a given that it's going to be oscar piastri you reckon yeah especially considering all the drama that was surrounding that situation they're in court at the moment it's still up in the air like you know it could swing either side yeah he might not even legally be allowed to move you don't think yeah i mean i'm pretty sure he'll be fine but on the odd chance that that he can't something found in yeah. the arbitration rules that he can't leave his contract at Alpine. Yeah, but um, realistically, who would they use to fill in that? That spot? oh, they've got a stack of. Do you reckon reserve drivers and drivers in other codes that are more than ready and willing to jump in? Yeah, and I'm sure McLaren would love a sort of junior driver. Whether they need another junior driver alongside Lando, yeah, yeah. but we'll see. Box cat box box. Back with the two Ferrari boys on the couch. How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks yeah. for having me again. You're welcome, Matt. Yeah, it's good to um, good to hear you talking about some technical nerdy stuff like carbon fiber and Red Bull, how they lay the carbon and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, as much yeah. as I could. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> say as much much terminal technology. Oh my god, terminal. Oh my god, I'm losing my technical words. terminology. Terminology. <laughs> there wow, we go. I've lost it officially. Um, but yeah, I'm being trying to be technical. Yeah, they bit. um they really pioneered some of that back in 2009 and 2010 on how they how they lay the carbon fiber in the mold to actually get certain parts to flex to generate more downforce on the car. So it's, it's quite a cool feature that they, um, they brought about and a lot of teams copied that. So it sounds like it's coming back. 
Right. So, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a completely new thing, but it doesn't sound like it is. No, there's ne- nothing's ever really truly new under mm. the sun in F1. It's just sort of revised and yeah. developed. Yeah, and we know how joke. F1 is. If, if one team does something and it works, give it three, four weeks and every yeah. other team will have something similar. Yeah. yeah. Especially Aston. Yep. What, was, uh, <laughs> what was your take on the race in general other than, you know, like every storyline, just pain? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, I'm going to start as Ferrari strategist next week because I can add. So, apparently, that's an upgrade on... <laughs> Yeah, like how they calculate simple, how many points. Addition. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, you guys touched on it already. I think just to reiterate the dominance that Max has, mm. um, very, very few drivers reach the level that he's currently operating at. I mean, there was just shades of Schumacher and yeah. and Hamilton in their heyday, just just winning races from outside the top 10 that shouldn't be won. And he's, yeah. he's actually... the second done sec- it twice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, this, he's the second driver in history to win two races in a row from outside the top 10. Yeah, so and want, the only driver in history probably to win a race outside the top ten, spin and wind. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, race, <laughs> so. far out. The only other one was Bruce McLaren. So you're talking right. like the '60s. Yeah, yeah, that's it's been a crazy, long time. Isn't it? Yeah, and he's just so calm and collected. I watched his onboard of the first lap, mm. and there was a point. It was when uh, Latifi took Bottas out. What a guy! Um, <laughs> oh, maybe it was guy. Alonso and Hamilton, and he was so close to being taken out. And he just, I feel like most other drivers would try slot that and just really push in that first lap but he mm. just had so much calmness yeah. about his driving very like he composed just lifted mm. off the gas he was like i don't need to risk it no. and it paid off like he came out completely unscathed but he is also in a position where he's at that point in time he was 80 points ahead in the championship mm. he could afford to take his foot off and yeah and it's observe not like the Leclerc, situation and make the right yeah, decision he's not like, like his title rival was leading the race either it was behind yeah. him yeah, yeah exactly and, so. and unlike leclerc when if something can go wrong it will go wrong Verstappen now has that kind of Hamilton thing of he's just kissed on the dick. Like everything just <laughs> goes perfectly. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. And it's kind of annoying. Like I I don't like it. I'm a I'm a Verstappen <laughs> fan and I'm I'm starting to not enjoy his dominance, which is which is sad. And I actually think He's becoming what he swore to destroy. Pretty much, yeah. It's yeah, it's crazy. And I think I really hope that it doesn't stay like that forever. Mm. Um, I hope it's not just like a new, another Lewis Hamilton era of just constant domination from Red Bull. Mm. Uh, but yeah, man, they've got to they've got to do something. Ferrari got to pick up their game. There's got to be some sort of ruling to come in. I don't know. Like it just seems unnatural the amount of pace that the Red yeah. Bull has. And I know the Spa did suit their car absolutely. Like, yeah, to a T. Mm. Um, I was reading up that Red Bull. You know, they usually like the high rides mm. um it suits their car and spa is a high ride track you've got to keep your it's got the most elevation change up. so it's, yeah, yeah it's a completely different concept of red bull to the last few seasons that every other season was kind of max downforce maximum agility mm. sort good of it, speed it, yeah, yeah good corner speed um and then just aggressive strategies this year's car is all about efficiency it's about top speed mm. it's it's why and if anything it suits max as a driver perfectly because he's someone that will will race will overtake you give him a car with the actual weapons to be able to do that in a racing scenario, like yeah. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess, you know, you were hoping for another storyline back after the season. Seems like the storylines are continuing. Oh uh, yeah, it's going to be the same story till the end of the year. It yeah. was, I'm pretty sure before this race, Leclerc had to win every race to be in the title fight. Yeah, it was something silly like Max didn't have to win another race. He just had to finish like, I think it was third or something. Mm. and Charles had to win every race and like Max could still win it. It was just yeah. like something stupid like that. So that's it. That's in the bin really. Oh, yeah. yeah this Completely. season was done a while ago. <laughs> it, w- it was after Silverstone where, where Binotto said that 
Ferrari would have to win every single race and even if Max came second, they would win the title. And mm. he's like, okay, well, we'll just win every single race then. Oh, big and brain we, move, yeah. that one, yeah. So good the on, question good is, on you, bro. how are we going to keep this season entertaining for us, the viewers? I don't want to be bored every weekend. Are we just going to forget about Max every weekend and just watch the squabble in the midfield? or Like the fight for second in the Drivers' Championship as well as, as well as second in the Constructors' Championships looking good. Like Perez mm. has now crept up into second in the drivers. Um, Red Bull are going to waltz away with both championships, but easy. from there down, it's, it's going to be a nice battle. Even the best of the rest, um, McLaren, Alpine, they're kind of close. I'm enjoying um, their battle a lot. Yeah. Like, I know producer Shabs was very happy with Ocon's performance on the weekend, and yeah. that was great to see. King of the double overtake, huh? Twice, yeah. yeah. Twice. Yeah. I feel like the vibe around Ocon is changing. I'm pretty sure I brought him up like a couple of pods ago, and I just got absolutely blasted. I still told he like was like him. the yeah, worst. <laughs> But seems like your opinion on him is slightly changing. Oh, He's respect the overtake. Like that took balls. That was yeah. that was a mad overtake. Yeah. yeah. Shades of uh Mika Hakkinen versus Schumacher back in the day. Mm. Mm. It was nice. Yeah. And uh big news, I guess, that we all saw coming. It's again we've talked about this a lot, but Audi was confirmed for the twenty twenty six season as an engine supplier. Mm. Yeah. Um it begs a question though, so this sort of news was tied with the Alfa Romeo news that they're, they're going to be leaving by the end of 2023. Um, you posed a very good question to us, which was what is going to happen? Between 23 between? and 26? Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? What's the, is what's it, the outcome? Do you reckon it'll just be Sauber as an out-and-out out team by themselves? Yeah, I believe or so. Yeah. Are they going to pick up... It must be, right? They'll like pick a, up bits and pieces from other teams and... Yeah. They've, they've run by themselves as a, as a sole team in the past with a Ferrari engine supply. Like, it would be no different to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think for, yeah, such a big name like Audi to come in it'd be a bit of a shame to just be an engine supplier. They have so much motorsport pedigree as well, yeah. like outside mm. of F1, like Le Mans and, and back in the Group B rally days. And they're just, they're a really, really, really good motorsport brand. Mm. Yeah. And so I, let's say 2023, Alfa Romeo leave F1. Yep. Okay. Audi takes over and they're putting in the, the blocks in work to 2026 when they fully take over. What happens in that period? Do Alfa Maria leave and then get to come back in? Or is there another team that replaces it? Or I, I just don't understand how that works. Or does that mean that Audi come in earlier than 2026? As far as I'm aware, Alfa never had a manufacturer input into Sauber. So it's always been Sauber running by itself and Alfa is a naming rights partner. Right. Which I think in some ways they got the best deal out of anybody because they get the manufacturer kind of aura surrounding that team but with none of the cost <laughs> none of it's theirs, yeah. <laughs> they've, no, they've not actually put anything into the team other than you know money and sponsorship yeah. it's a ferrari engine it's a swiss run team i kind of forgot that sauber owned it to be honest yeah well that, mm. that's the thing and like most people don't even realize that, that they don't like it's it's sauber's team mm. so in that respect it will continue to operate i think as it as it has um but it's it was it was great to see Audi sort of poking fun at the other German brands. Like they obviously beat Porsche to the punch. Yeah. Everyone's been rumoring Porsche for the last six months. Um, and then they they turned around in their press conference. And they said, "Oh, you know, it's it's great to be the first and only German uh, competitor in Formula One because obviously Mercedes build their engines in England, and yeah. Audi's big thing was the whole thing's gonna be <laughs> let based Audi in have their German moment of shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, for me, Porsche will come in and just." Everyone will forget about Audi yeah, well, very quickly. We'll be sad to lose Alpha though. Um, mm. Not just saying that from an Italian background. I'm saying that because they're one of the OGs of F1. I believe the first car to win the F1 championship was an Alpha. First car to win a race. Yeah, first car to win a race as well. Really? So okay. it's just like, 
it's it's one of the icons of the sport historically, but I mean at the same time in recent years, are they really there besides delivery of the car? It's a livery and a name. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was literally about to say the livery is the only thing I really love about that team. Mm. Oh, I think brilliant. it's the best looking car on the grid currently. It's up there for sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the Ferrari is the best looking car on the grid. Uh, the, the best looking car is the one that wins and at the moment, yeah. It's like looking <laughs> at, like seeing a, a girl out and she's a 10 out of 10 looks wise and she's mm. got a 0 out of 10 personality. You kind of just can't look past it. She's a 10, but her strategy is Ferrari. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, a 10, just, but she can't you, count. You can't look past <laughs> it. You can't. And at least Alpha have put in some decent results. I think we can agree though that the worst looking car is the Mercedes. God, uh, yeah. No, McLaren. Oh, oh the delivery on the McLaren is, delivery is on the fucking McLaren. shocking. Yeah. 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 I hate it. It's the, disgusting. The McLaren yeah. livery is the worst for sure, but like the actual, if you strip all the cars away and they're just like raw carbon fiber, the the Mercedes looks the worst. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's like pretty shit. The hunchback of. Yeah, it actually <laughs> does look like a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, another topic we brought up freaking every week, it feels like we're repeating ourselves, is Oscar Piastri. Mm. Apparently, the hearing started on Monday to negotiate his contract. Um, I was reading into it. I didn't know, but the FIA's contract recognition board was initially set up in 1992 mm-hmm. to settle what dispute. This is a Michael Shoemaker question. going to Benetton. Yes. Because yep. um, he, he, he binned Jordan after, what, one, one test session? Yeah. 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 Well, so he signed the contract, did the test session, was like, nah, I don't like it here. Got he approached got and goes, I'm jumping to a better team yeah. and won two championships with him. And they, they, they pulled that apart based on one sentence in his contract that said that he'd get a contract with an F1 team, but they didn't specify which, which one? F1 team. Yeah. Uh, Lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Out of my league on that one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, Otmar Zafnau, the Alpine boss, came out and said that... Because um, everyone has been was wondering when this all went down and um, Alpine and F1 came out saying that they'd confirmed Piastri and then he came out himself saying they w- he wasn't. Mm. Everyone was wondering how the hell that happened. Mm. And Omar said that Piastri informed him of his decision to be with Alpine during a simulator session. And purely based off of that information, they confirmed him as a driver. What, just like a verbal chit-chat? Pretty much, yeah. But oh, you can man. imagine Alpine were big in their boots. They're like, oh, he's, you know, he's got nowhere else to go. Yeah. We've got him locked. We've got such a good team. Um, so he's not going to go anywhere else. And little do they know, he's off. Silly. Yeah. So All the silly. team bosses were kind of having a bit of a crack at Oscar over the weekend. Like even Toto was saying, oh, he, he should have shown a little bit more loyalty. Like mm. young drivers shouldn't tweet about that kind of stuff. I'm like, well. That's my concern though. I think yeah. I said it last week. I, don't, I hope he, he isn't coming into the sport with like half the grid already burnt. Well, yeah, he yeah. kind of is by the sense. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I just hope it works out. I just want to see him in there next season and just see him putting in good results. Definitely. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of chat around what else is going to happen in terms of because that is sort of the catalyst. Piastri moving, d- like depending on where he moves, is a catalyst for a lot of other moves to happen. Mm. Um, and I think the, the storyline from the weekend was um, people talking about Gasly and a potential swap. Um, so if this hearing goes in Alpine's favour... Mm-hmm. Um, so Alpine basically have the rights to Piastri. They probably won't keep him, and they'll probably try to sell him to another team. Yeah, they're and there's rumours that they'll swap him um, at AlphaTauri with Gasly, so they'll take Gasly. So two French drivers in the French team. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, but <laughs> I've heard that Ocon and Gasly don't really get along, so I don't know. No, they don't have a good history from junior formula. And, yeah, um, and like karting as well. Apparently, yeah. they weren't really mates. Yeah, and you're hearing so many different things too because like apparently Ocon has recommended Mick 
to the Alpine as a potential teammate now as well. Right, okay. I think he's just recommending blokes he knows he can beat. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Makes him look as good. As you would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, um, looking forward to this weekend. We're going back to the home of Max Verstappen, um, which is very fitting after his performance last weekend. I'm expecting another dominant performance from him. <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this, we were discussing uh, off, off camera earlier, this track is more suited to what Ferrari's strengths are, but at the same time, that Red Bull is just so strong. Like Max is going to win. Yeah, he's going to win. He's going to qualify first. He's going to get fastest lap. Even if he doesn't qualify first, he's still going to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> what do you know. guys think about the track itself? I, you know, it's... it's Last year was the first time it's come back since... Since 85. 85, yep. yeah. Um, I personally love it. I love... Enjoyed it. If the, the banking corners and yeah. that sort of thing. I think this this will be a great test of the new spec car if they can actually race on that track because like last year the racing was horrendous it mm. was yeah like it was really exciting to watch a single car on a flying lap around that track because you know it had edge it had gravel traps that had bite the the walls were close like there's always a bit of a sense of you know they were only a moment away from from binning it yeah mm. um but but the race itself like it was a procession so it's pretty flat yeah so if, if the cars can actually race properly this year it's going to be great and yeah. and the atmosphere was spectacular Oh, it was yeah. insane. It's going to be interesting to see if we can actually see the coverage of the race over mm. all those orange flares. Yeah, the orange <laughs> army. <laughs> they were back again this weekend. So much for no fireworks. They were, yeah. yeah. They're, they're yeah. A, it used to be that it was only like the Red Bull Ring and, you know, a Dutch Grand yeah. Prix that you'd see those flares. They're everywhere now. now. It's every single race. Yeah. Uh, but to fix this issue, apparently, well, to try to fix this issue of um, bad racing from last year, they've apparently, they're trying to extend or trial extending the DRS zone mm. um, from the final straight because the final turn is, is a banking corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can um, carry the speed and they, through. Because it's banking, they had to shorten it um, so the DRS didn't start on the bank. But apparently on Friday's practice session, they're going to trial starting the DRS from the bank. Okay. So mid-corner, you can open DRS. Oh, that's um, going to be interesting. Which, <laughs> that's going to catch a few of <laughs> Which right means yeah. that hopefully into turn one, there will be a few more overtakes. So... Fingers crossed. Hopefully they're making the right moves and making it a more exciting race. But I mean, the track itself is really cool. I just like, I prefer races at actual racetracks. Oh, 100%. And Spa so was a great example Spa of that. Spa was brilliant, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah you, would you not call this a proper racetrack? It's just too tight? No, no, I would. I would. I, as opposed to like a street circuit, I'm saying. Right. It's okay, just then. like, oh, get them off the streets. Get them off the streets. <laughs> get them on proper circuits. I, I would love a whole calendar of just normal circuits, right? Yeah, this yeah. isn't Tokyo Drift. This no. is Formula One yeah. we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, I I get so much more excited for a race at an old track like Zandvoort than I would like a Miami or a or a Las Vegas. Hundred yeah. percent. I'm really. I don't know about you guys. I'm I'm not even really looking forward to Las Vegas. No. No. It's not. It's not for people like us that are actually interested in the racing. Yeah. It'll Pe- be a spectacle. Yeah. Oh, it'll be a massive show. But it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of face palming, like watching the coverage of that, just like it was Miami. Oh, mm. if you thought Brundle's grid walk was good this weekend, like Vegas is going to be something else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vegas Surely is they dress spe- him up for it. Oh, man. Let him go loose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm here for that part. Like, yeah. that's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, lastly, obviously, we've got to talk about this at some point during the podcast. It's not, we don't want to talk about it, but we have to, is our, again, disappointing predictions from the weekend. Shocking. Shocking. They went out the window before the weekend had even started. Yeah. <laughs> we made our picks on, on the Tuesday night. The podcast comes out on the Wednesday. And then by Thursday or Friday, yeah. Ferrari and, and Red Bull both announced it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> Max um, and Charles are, are starting at the back. I think from now we, we might change this. Okay. Because we predict it on the podcast, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but 
I think we should release our predictions on Instagram. Okay. Um, not call them on the pod because you're right. Ooh. We should make predictions now, and then we can change. We have the we have one change to make on Saturday, if like we a want. wild card or something. Well, yeah, yeah, in case something drastic happens. Yeah, yeah. fair. Like I mean, fantasy Premier League just slip in there just before kickoff. Yeah, yeah, last minute. It, it wasn't hard to pick Max winning though. I mean, I think. I think we all got it. Did you get Max to win? No, I didn't. Oh, you had Charles. But yeah, <laughs> but I mean like... <laughs> Which was worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it's safe to say we probably all picked Max again for this weekend. All three of us probably... You'd probably be stupid not to, right? Unless something extremely drastic happens to him or the car, I just can't see anyone else winning at the moment. Yeah. I think yeah. like you said, like on paper, this should suit Ferrari. Yeah. And, and yet... I've got zero faith in them actually <laughs> delivering. Zero faith. Like, it mm. w- You know, we would almost have more fun predicting, I think, now, is what Fryer will fuck up this weekend. I every feel like week that's more been, fun. It's been something different predicting. every week. Like, like, if you were playing fuck up bingo, you'd have cleared the board. <laughs> Literally. And then you, you then find out this weekend that there's a double side to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's the a next whole page. other I, I, didn't, reasons. I didn't pick speeding in the pit lane while trying to go for fastest lap and then losing more points than you would have gained. Oh. As, yeah. as one no it's like visor in the brake duct which leads to the a, sense of a dodgy melting. gauge which leads yeah. to speeding the pit lane which leads to a five second penalty yeah. and see you later uh, right, so what will it be <laughs> what will it be this weekend an angry Dutchman running along mm. the track and oh, who knows man uh, they, they fit soft tyres on the front hard tyres on the rear like yeah. Do a Mercedes from, like um, Mercedes, yeah, 2019. When, yeah, when they put George it's in been it. a while since there's been an actual incident, so I'm going to go, someone's going to hit someone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to see that. I wouldn't, but. The only thing they <laughs> haven't, actually, the only thing they haven't done yet is crashed into each other. Yeah. Yeah. Got to give them that. That, um, yeah, like prediction. Like they'll crash into each other at least once before the end of the season. All right. Prediction. How many questions will the Ferrari pit wall ask the clergy in the race? Shouldn't you say question? Question. Question. Yeah, so <laughs> my bad. Fine. <laughs> that that in itself, what a shit show, right? Like Charles is, is driving his little heart out there, going hard, 300 plus Ks an hour, and the bloke sitting behind the computers and all the screens with all the data saying, hey, mate, what tyres do you want? Mm. He's like, just got... Tell him. <laughs> I'm just imagining the, like, the Ferrari guy on the pit wall, like, you know, all the other pit walls are like all this data and stuff in front of yeah. them. And the Ferrari guy's just got three enlarged pictures of the soft, medium and hard tyres. Like, oh, what tyre do you want? Question. Oh, yeah. It's just, just like... Oh. Maybe a lot. I, I lost maybe. it when yeah. you said that. The bloke's got enough to focus on inside the car as it is. Yeah. Like that steering wheel is a mini computer right now yeah. in this modern era. Don't ask the bloke mid-race, mid-corner yeah. while he's competing for position. Yeah. Hey, mate, when you've got a spare moment, just let me know what tyres you want. They're mm. so hard to drive. Like, Latifi can't even drive in a straight line and they're trying to ask Charles <laughs> what his strategy should be. And not only that, they're giving away their potential strategy to so everybody that they're racing against. But it's, it's a vicious cycle because the reason they're probably like that is because they're obviously not confident in themselves enough to make nah, decisions not, for him. Not. Yeah. And they're probably a little bit scared of him now because he has obviously every right in the world to be angry at his team yeah. for not making the right decisions. Hmm. And so they're like trying to put it back on him because they don't want to cop the blame. But it's like, it's you the, just got to... It's the, if something goes wrong, well, well we asked you what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's your fault, it's on, Charles. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a classic handball, yeah. Yeah, yeah. anyway... God, it's getting old talking about this, isn't it? Oh man, can they just can they just stop? Can they just have like a nice, easy one-two this weekend? And so then next week we come in, we're like, yeah, for I got a one-two. Anyway, this yeah. is the rest <laughs> of what happened in the race. Yeah. I'm still waiting to bring in my Saint Leclerc poster to show you guys, but I can't bring it on a weekend that they've done bad. It just wouldn't. No. 
We're never going to see this. Uh, Ferrari get another win. I'm going to be head to toe in Ferrari gear. It's been a while, right? It's been a while. Rocked up in some Fer- <laughs> I've forgotten. You had the all the yellow Ferrari gear and all your old jackets and shirts. Yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. We haven't seen in a while, so no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like it feels like years ago. So yeah, fingers crossed this weekend. But um, we'll we'll find out next weekend for the last leg of the triple header. Yeah, sounds and, good um, to me. Yeah. Until then, catch you next week. Cheers, guys. See ya.